Hello and welcome to Off The Shelf Reviews. I've been a real good boy this year. And I'm Gary. And today we're going to review and discuss Black Friday, which released in 2021 from writer Andy Greskoviak and directed by Casey Tebow. Ian, why don't you give us the synopsis? Well, the story follows a group of late-night Black Friday Christmas workers who are working at We Love Toys. We follow Devin Sawyer playing Ken, who's had to go into work over the Christmas period. But while he's there with his friends, meteorites crash into the store and start to infect all of the shoppers. It's then down to our heroes to not only try to stop the monstrosities from escaping, but also to save Christmas. Okay, I know. We all want to go home. It's a holiday. Blarty, blarty, blar. So I'll just be totally honest. I never probably would have stumbled across this film if it wasn't for one man. One man's involvement in this film. Yeah. And that is the legend. That is Bruce Campbell. Yes. I was like, oh, it's a new Bruce Campbell movie. Oh, what's it about? Oh, he's going to be in a shopping center that gets overrun by aliens or zombies of some kind? Yeah, yeah. I'm in. I'm in. (laughs) So I was like, okay, let's have a look who's making this. Let's have a look at the director. Okay. He did a couple of music videos for like the Black Veil Brides and some other musicians. Aerosmith. They did work for Aerosmith They did, yeah, yeah. Um, Last year, I think they also did a, released a documentary called Barely Legal, which was about marijuana. Oh, Weed. okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, but then I was like, okay, that's fine. That means there might be some interesting visuals with the camera. And yeah, the, yeah. The direction. Yeah. So let's have a look at the, the, the guy writing the script. Oh, this is his first feature movie. Ah, okay. I wonder if he's done anything since this. And the answer is also no. No. So, okay, okay, okay. However, we do have a legend in the industry, in the horror industry, in practical makeup effects. Yeah. Robert Kurtzman. Ah. He would, of course, worked with Bruce Campbell on Evil Dead 2 and yep. helped create so many iconic monsters in the industry. And so, yeah, I was like, Bruce Campbell, Kurtzman... Even Devin Sauer as well, yeah, you know, who's, yeah. who's, who's appeared in quite a lot of horror movies. Was like, this has all the ingredients, I suppose, for an interesting movie. But, but like we said, we just had not heard much about it. Like we saw the trailer just before Christmas, you know, 2021. And like I said, we saw Bruce Campbell. It's like, oh my God, this is exciting. We've just finished Ash vs. Evil Dead, so we're getting another kind of Bruce Campbell production. Devin Sawyer's in it, and he's just kind of had a revitalization, rejuvenation from coming back with the Chucky TV series. So everything seems to work for this movie. But I don't know if it's me, but the pacing on this movie drops out at some point very early on that I just don't ever feel like it ever comes back. You know, like... Like, it starts well, you know, we've got a couple of guys working in this store, you know, they're getting ready for Black Friday sales, you know, and people are walking up to the doors like zombies banging on there. And then we see something smash through the rooftop and hit the floor. And when the guy Monty comes walking over and have a look at it, it's your your atypical 50s B-movie sci-fi where it's got this weird pulsating thing. And like what you said, the, the guy you know, directing Casey Tebow, it looks like he should, should be able to capture something visually well, like this weird gunky thing. But I don't know if the writing's bad or just the directing of the actors just isn't there because 
once the movie starts, you know, he, he, he Guy Monty gets infected and kills a couple of his workers. We don't see it, though. We just see the other workers walk up to him and, the you know, the camera moves in on their faces yeah. as they're about to scream. Yeah. <laughs> and so you're like, okay, but then you cut to Devon Sawyer, you know, Ken turning up at his wife's house with his children. And there's this whole thing, like this whole plot line of his children, I I felt was kind of tacked on after. Well, no, it really establishes this character. Like, he's disgruntled that he has to work. He's upset that he was separated, obviously. So it gives an indication that he's probably a bit of a slacker. Yeah. And that's kind of the interpretation that the other characters have for him as well. Um, but I, I really think that the intro to the film is strong. It really establishes the leads, especially. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so we've got, obviously, we've got Chris, uh, played by Ryan Lee as well. He's a bit of a germaphobe kind of guy who's still living at home with his parents, and he's got to work Black Friday. And, you know, you get that really cool line where his mum's like, okay, do you have to work all weekend? And he's like, is my dad still charging me rent? And we've had introductions with Chris and his dad, and his dad's come off as a bit of a dick. So you're like, okay, I can get behind these leads. You know, yeah. you know, dad working for his children and, and young guy, you know, trying to make money so he can move out from his home. But, okay, so they're working from like... Eight o'clock at night till six o'clock in the morning. Really? Do people well, they're getting do that? They're getting time and a half over Black Friday. If you work in retail, yes. Well, yeah, well, I'm... you're working ridiculous hours in in a hellscape. I've worked retail. I don't actually know any shop. Well, well, over here in the UK, any shop that's open from midnight till six a.m. for shopping. It's a very much an American thing right. as well. Of course, yeah. we do have our Cyber Mondays, Black Fridays, Grey Thursdays. They're all these tacked-on shopping excuses yes. to get you in there to spend more money than you have. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, corporate villainy. <laughs> um, but, of course, it is... Yeah, you, and people want, you know, straight after Thanksgiving, especially for an American thing as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so, yeah, trying to get all those early items ready for Christmas. And it causes, we've seen it in the news every year, don't we? The stampedes. The stampedes, it turns, the it turns humans into monsters. Yeah, yeah. Well, this is it. This whole beginning sets uh, it sets all up. We've got uh, Ivana Baccaro, Baccaro, I think, playing Marnie. She's kind of like Ken's... Love interest. Ruth, he's not my man. We're not dating, okay? Oh. Or oh, it doesn't matter. Oh, so so more like consensual fuck partners. Well, you know, but I don't know. Like the second time watching it, I was starting to feel a bit awkward. Like, dude, Devin Sawyer is like fucking 40, 45. This girl looks like she's in her twenties. But you that, know? but I mean, the film also makes a point of it. But it is again also to show how how. Uh, Ken has he's not grown up. It's like since losing whatever job he had, since his marriage fell apart, since he ended up in this job, yeah. he's just regressed. Yeah, but that that doesn't come until later on in the movie. You know, I at the start I'm getting behind him. I like the slacker idea of him, you know, messing around. But I'm getting no backstory about what what's put him in this position. You know, does he have his children live with him? And then he takes him to the, the wives for weekends? Or do they live with the wife? Uh, yeah, I think that, that's from... pretty obvious. <laughs> I, I don't know. that The film the film doesn't tell it. It's Like I said, the, the, the kid stuff is just like, oh, we're, we're kind of keeping this in the background so that when all the shit kicks off, Ken's, you know, idea... He has a motive. Yeah. He has a motive. 
but it doesn't appear. The first few attacks that we get, it's not like he's screaming that he's got to leave to go find his daughter. He's actually more happy to say like, hey, let's hunker down so I can get my drinking stash from the toilet because like he, he drinks at one point with Michael J. White with his little whiskey bottle. He gets a beer later on. He breaks a bottle of whiskey in the toilet. I'm like, so Ken's an alcoholic. Mm. More for me then, right? Well, man, if you work retail, <laughs> it's it's not a surprise. Yeah, that is I true. Loved, I love the setup in this film. If you've ever worked retail, or even if you haven't, this all feels very authentic. Yes. I honestly think, I, uh, I need to check this, I bet the scriptwriter worked retail oh. or worked in, in a store similar to this because there was little nuances and little things in the script that was just like, they know. Oh. They know and you know. Yeah, well, I mean, obviously, when you start getting Bruce Campbell's Jonathan character start talking over the tannoy system. Yeah. And then you've got, like, Brian, played by Stephen Peck, who's basically the hand of Bruce Campbell on the shop floor, dictating to people, giving them shit. You've got Anita, who's employee of the month for, like, the seventh month in a row. So... Immediately, I'm just like, I want this place to burn the fuck down. I want all these people to be killed and eaten, you know. Um, but you you get that first introduction with the granny, don't you? Yeah. Ah, these fucking idiot customers. Idiots! Is that what you think we are? Jesus Christ, lady. You watch your mouth, asshole. Or I'll rip this place apart, including you! Horrible granny at the till, trying to be served by Chris, and he's unable to punch in the numbers because somebody's got honey or candy onto the buttons. I'm like, I've worked in retail. Before you open those fucking doors, you check your equipment, bro. Well, it's alien <laughs> gloop, isn't it? Because of course, whatever hit the store next door is also, as we find out, in here too, in the toy store. And we see the granny sit down on the chair whilst it's pulsating and glowing underneath her. Yeah. Well, We've got that. We've seen it on the news, haven't we? We, we? we saw the news report where the guy's flicking through the TV channels and he talks about multiple meteorite attacks or, mm. or, or um, falling from the sky. So you're like, okay, so this is happening all over the place, not just here. Um, I do love the fact that they switched to Chucky at one point. Yes, yeah, yeah, Colton yeah. Chucky, and, uh, or Curse of Chucky, actually. Yeah. And I was like, that's cool, because we've got Devin Sauer, who's now also playing multiple roles in the TV series. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so you just... You just get this build-up where I, I'm not entirely sure how it really comes about, but Chris gets told by Brian that he has to go and clean up some puke. And Chris is like, like I said, a complete germaphobe, so he's freaking him out. And then he goes and he sees this mess on the floor, which looks like somebody's just vomited their insides out. Gore-wise, it looked cool. Yeah, the practical effects are outstanding. Yeah. Uh, what, exactly what I would expect from, from Robert Kurtzman. But, but like I said, the pacement, pacing seems to drop because he gets attacked by the first guy and he drops a load of balls onto him. And then he gets attacked by the woman and hits her in the face and she gets taken out. But then a couple of minutes later, he's taken into the back. His hands are tied up and now everybody's questioning him. And I'm like, hold on a minute. What's going on in the store? Everybody we know is working is here. Here in this back room. So who the fuck's running the store? Who's trying to get all the customers out? What are all the customers doing? Well, we have the other guy, doesn't he? Who just goes out for a cigarette and ends up getting uh, getting locked out. And yeah. we see something, we don't know what it is, come and approach him as he screams off screen. So, yeah, there's things building up and building up to the grand kind of anarchy. <laughs> yeah, 
we we get introduced to Emmett as well. Emmett's this young the guy new boy. Yeah. who's kind of hanging out with uh, Ken's character, and he gets attacked and he gets infected. So Ken ends up bringing him into the back room with with Chris and all the people questioning him. You know, and half of them are like, "Oh, Chris is a psychopath," but then they see Emmett gets infected, and I'm like, "Okay, on a small scale, this works. This kind of little back room lot, but I'm." You're losing me, movie. You know, I'm not feeling tense. I'm not feeling scared. I don't know, but we got, like, Michael Jai White there as well. Yeah. He's an absolute badass. He's there with his nail gun. Yeah. I'm like, this guy's great. Really imposing. I'm like, as long as he's a part of the surviving team, you know, th these guys got nothing to worry about. And I like the relationship that he has with the other characters, you know. And I like the fact that he doesn't, you know, refuses to drink to begin with. Yeah, yeah. And then they find out that they're not getting any bonus time. And as a matter of fact, after this night, a lot of them are going to get laid off as well. So he's like, yeah, give me a drink. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but he's just really underused. Yes. And believe yeah. it or not, he's also one of the first characters to get killed off. Yeah. You know, he, he ends up fighting some of these monsters while the others escape. And he's like, I'll, I'll defend you, I'll hold, hold them off. And he ends up just standing there looking up into the, up the top of the shelving unit. Exactly. And he gets pulled, he gets, you know, attached by this weird, like, white tentacle kind of mass that they use to infect you with. Yeah. And gets pulled up out of, off screen. And I was just like, that was, oh, that's yeah. really tame. Like, that's really, really tame. I know, and this is it. And this is after they've just escaped from the back room and they've established there's something wrong with these people because they're talking to other stores and other stores are saying, like, we're being attacked by our customers. Don't let them group together. So I'm like, okay, so I'm getting the impression this is a mass scale thing. But as I said, Ken is not showing me the scared dad. You know, he's he's... He he's sent a couple of messages to his kids, but now this all the shit's coming off. Where's his interest of getting out of the store? He's more kind of interested with everybody else of locking the store down. And I'm like, okay, I I get I get in film development that's what you would do because this is your set and you know you can't you you can't do a huge city thing and have them driving all over the place. So everything has to be self-contained here. But once the pacing drops with that, and you also have that Anita moment, she gets infected by Emmett and Emmett makes a runoff um, after Michael J. White attacks him and you get that whole Bruce Campbell monologue you know about you know how he's he, he works for the corporation and he feels kind of bad but this is his family and then Marnie kind of grabs him and pulls him out of the chair just as Anita goes to attack and I'm like well hold on a minute how come Emmett got infected and he's moving around running like a crazy ass motherfucking psychopath but Anita is slower than a fucking fart in a you know, spacesuit. <laughs> and it, then it, you, you even get that other part where Jonathan's like, hey, why don't you take Ruth, the over 60 worker, who who is quite funny. She has yeah. some really great lines. Back the fuck up, homie. Hey. You're fucked now, Junior. Shut your ass up. Take Ruth and Marnie and take them to my office for safety because, you know, got to protect the women, I suppose. And... Chris, Michael J. White, and Brian are all going to go off and they're going to try to lock the back door. I'm like, okay, I get that concept. They go to get the back door. Chris is a complete wuss and can't defend himself. Brian is even worse and won't even defend himself. And that's what ends up getting Michael J. White killed. Yeah. But the fact that he gets killed off screen, I'm like, oh, yeah, right. Where's we're not getting to where I want them to be. We cut back to the office and you got... 
Devin Sawyer, now he's sending a message to his kids. And uh, Marnie's just like, where are you going? He's like, I'm going to the toilet. And she's like, okay. So he goes into the toilet, but he only runs to go in there to get his stash. Right, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, this... I get that he's trying to be like a really selfish character, really laid back. But I think it would have been better if he'd been a... If he had a drinking problem, um, but it turned him around because, you know, he, he got rid of it because of his kids. You know, once he saw his kids were might be in danger and he has to get to them, fuck the booze, we're all getting out of here and you're all coming with me. Because you get this other bit as well where Marnie's like, Ruth, you stay here, I'm going to go off and investigate something. And when she goes off and investigates, she doesn't come back and tell anybody. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> I do want to bring up there's a, a cameo appearance, really, with, uh, in audio only. Yes! Dower Dennis. Dower Dennis. The uh, the malfunctioning robotic teddy bear thing <laughs> um, that is just... I mean, he's called Dower Dennis for a reason, and he's just like, woe is me. All of his voice lines are yeah. just like, oh, it's such a horrible day. Please love me. <laughs> to go someplace new, new. Not, my, not myself. <laughs> been a long, been a long day. Fuck off, Dower Dennis. Fuck off, man. And uh, yeah, he's just malfunctioning in the background. And again, like this was like some of the effects where I was like, "Ooh, that looks a bit wrong." Yeah. Where the the bear is delivering its lines. Oh, sorry, it's also Seth Green. Seth Green that's voicing voice. this yeah, bear. Yeah. Uh, but there's all these crappy sparks going off behind it. Yeah. I was like. Why, like, that is so distractingly fake. Yeah. Why Why add these awful effects when you've got some great practical ones with some horrible CGI effects? It's terrible. Uh, but there is an awesome scene when the when the place starts catching fire. Yeah. Where the bear is just laying there. And he's, and the bear is just like, my wife left me so I can do whatever the fuck I want. Because <laughs> it's sort of burning in this fire. <laughs> See, I did. Thanks, Seth Green. I did like Daryl Dennis a couple of times, but then it, towards the end of the movie, I'm like, oh, you're utilizing this for nothing. Well, that's really. it. Like, I felt like they're in a toy store, and you'd think, like, you know, Dead Rising style. You yeah. know, let's start comboing toys together to use makeshift weapons to yeah. fight these, these these alien human hybrid monsters. Yeah. But the store is so underutilized. Now, I also think that obviously it came out end of 2021. This film was made during COVID restrictions. Right, yeah, And I think yeah. it really shows. Because, like, Black yes. Friday, you're expecting hordes, hordes to come through the door. And what we're getting really here is, like, an angry crowd. You know, and then once the, the aliens start taking over, like, the numbers dwindle down even more. So I was like, this was made under harsh restrictions on a low budget. Yeah. And it doesn't have the feel, the impact that... Maybe it should, because yeah. when, the, when the other survivors are looking around, you know, this toy store, which was actually filmed in an old, um, like, uh, kids are like Babies Are Us kind of thing. Right, right, yeah. Um, like, there's only a few aliens, monsters walking around, just, you know, moving stuff around. It looks like they're building something. Well, this is it. We, we start to, you know, we get the information from the from the other store saying look don't let them gather you know and we start to and we see marnie watch a few of these things kind of get to the big purple pink orb alien thing in the middle of the room and they get absorbed into it they kind of climb into it and the more they do that the bigger it gets so you're like oh i get it it slithers yeah. all over again that's what we're doing but once she sees that they all regroup back up together because because 
Jonathan and Ken have killed Lou, the fucking truck driver, in the toilet. And what's interesting is these things can die from headshots. You know, they they can they can be stabbed in the neck and, and stabbed in the head, and that will kill them. They're not zombies, yeah. They're not zombies. They're kind of mutant alien human hybrid things, like Gary said. But once everybody groups up together, they're at the front of the door. Oh yeah, we've locked the back door, right? Okay, we're 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 by the front door. Okay, uh, and what's the plan? And they just start talking about bonuses. Yeah, you know, <laughs> they, they, like, they share uh, some turkey slices. Well, that, well that's later on. That's later oh, on right. when they're in the back. At yeah. this point, it's like, oh, now we're going to hate on Jonathan. Jonathan's the bad guy. Jonathan's the corporate asshole. He's he's working us to death. No toilet breaks. And you're like, okay, I get it. I get the fact that Black Friday's bad and corporations are bad. Where are the fucking aliens? Where's the fucking mutant shit? Why is Marnie not telling anybody that the giant purple thing in the middle of the fucking store is getting bigger and bigger and that maybe they should burn the store down, you know, and, and get out? Because while they're stood there, Ruth goes and stands by the front door and she's like, hey, look, the police are coming. And she gets run over by a car. Yeah. <laughs> the police are here. Oh, thank God. Like, oh, I, I kind of liked her, you know. And and then and then like I said, we do. We've already lost Ruth. We've already lost uh, Archie, Michael J. White's character, and so they start rushing back to to find another escape route. Um, and is this where Ken gets bitten? Yeah, yeah. But he doesn't turn. Was well, he? He was bitten, but he wasn't. He didn't have the white tendril things infect him or you know hit him in the mouth because it seems to be like a well, mouth no. to mouth sort of. Uh... Because we find out why, don't we? Yes, we do. It was uh, the, uh, the 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 right hand of of Jonathan yeah. um, basically set him up to make it look like he was bitten, or no, he bit him. Yeah, he bit him to he... to make it look like he was infected. They have this whole, like I said, they they get to the back of the store and they have this whole little sit down moment again, and that and that for me is where. First pacing drops early on in the movie and it never really gets back up to its heights. Instead, we keep getting these little moments where they're all sitting down talking about their backstories. I like it. It Each one of the actors, Devin Sawyer, you know, the guy playing Chris, Stephen Peck playing Brian and, and Bruce Campbell, they all do it really, really well, making you feel for them. Like, oh, I've been working at this store for a month or two years or 10 years or 20 years you know and I, I really hate this place but my family I'm trying to support them blah 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 and you're like but where's the fucking creatures you know where are the where's the alien and Emmett ends up attacking they smash his face in but he rejuvenates oh, this just got really bad You know, because he he gets right back up again, and while they're while they're scuffling, Brian bites Ken. I bit Ken. <laughs> and the only reason we find out about this later is because Brian goes, "Well, I bit him because he was being a bit of an asshole," and I thought that's all what we all wanted. I'm like, I bit Ken. What? What? <laughs> what? Why? 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 <laughs> Don't like this character anyway, but just to do that is just odd. It's really yeah, bizarre. It just, it, or it just doesn't work. It could have worked, but the film doesn't doesn't help make it work. No, because I mean, in a way, it establishes to separate Ken. Yeah. From the rest of the group, so then Ken 
Devin Sawyer has this whole moment fighting the granny. We see the granny has... She's still got the necklace, yeah. Yeah, she's mutated into a bigger thing. She's what killed Michael J. White. I did like the kind of weird bird-like noises. It was like the beaks that they've got as well, like, yeah, elongated snouts. Yeah. With all the sharp teeth. <laughs> yeah. And we follow Jonathan, uh, Brian, and Marnie, and, and and Chris, and they all make their way up onto the roof. Yeah. Well, well, no, this is after actually the, the truck, haven't they? they, they tried They've to, hidden in the truck for a bit. They've broken into the back of this truck because their idea is to get into the back of the truck, climb into the front cab, and start driving away. So they do that, and then when Chris gets into the front of the truck, he realises he can't drive it. <laughs> oh, okay. I'm like, okay, that was a pointless set piece and then he ends up coming back and they all they make their way back through the store because jonathan's like i can make my way through the store everyone with my eyes closed or so grab hold of my cardigan and so they make their way through the store up onto the roof avoiding all of the creatures right avoiding yeah. all of the purple stuff and bruce campbell's up on the roof like place is on fire it's burning down too quickly we need to save the store i'm like what now have you seen that thing that's <laughs> yeah. growing in there let it burn <laughs> And uh, yeah, like the, 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 the doorway, the, the hatch that up there starts being bashed on as the creatures are trying to come through. Yeah. And so Jonathan, Bruce, he's just like, you know what? This is my time. I'm going to I'm going to distract them and keep them occupied long enough for you guys make your escape or do something. And I'm going to die fighting. And ah, and he yeah. just jumps in the hatch. I was like, that's what you're going to do with Bruce Campbell. I think that's what, what I asked for. You know, he's like, like, I don't want to survive to the end. I, I know he's like retired from like making Evil Dead films anymore. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Bless the man, he's, he's old now. He's yeah. put his body through enough. But to have him sat down the entire movie near enough or then to have him have this big speech and not kill a single deadite or alien monster. Yeah. Like, oh, it's like man, he's so wasted. It does say he doesn't like... even have any really funny lines. No. It's like. Like, Man. like, I, like, I kind of wanted to hate on him because he was part of the corporation. But then the film got me to kind of like him a bit more because of obviously some of some of his backstory, the way he works, how how he feels like he's being mistreated by the company, which I'm like, I get because I've worked in that position as well. Um, but then, yeah, once he gets up onto the roof and he just kills himself on top of all the other monsters that you don't really off even screen. see off screen. <laughs> There's so much off screen kills in this. You're just like. What are we building up to? And so, you know, Brian has made the revelation to Chris and uh, Marnie that he, he bit Ken. I bit Ken. And Ken's not really infected. So Marnie and Brian fall off the roof. Right. Into the skip. And then Chris jumps down with them. Um, and we've seen Ken kind of fight the the granny like he turned on some gas canisters and that doesn't fucking do anything for like <laughs> even towards the end of the movie like what was the point in that scene like i would have liked to have seen her get blown up or whatever but instead she gets consumed by the purple thing and when they all get outside the purple thing is mutated into a giant Godzilla-like human-alien hybrid thing which has been made up of all the people and shoppers from the store or the surrounding town. Like, how far is this store out of outside town? Right. Like, there's nothing else. Like, well, I thought there was going to be, like, loads of shopping blocks, but there's not. It's literally, like, this one. Yeah. 
Yeah, and we see the giant creature just sort of standing above it. That makes no no effort to leave the building, even no. though the building's on fire. On fire, yeah. It still just waits around, and eventually, uh, what's it? Chris ends up getting in his forklift because he's you know they mentioned it earlier yeah, in yeah, the yeah. film that he had training. Yeah, and uh, and then the creature ends up wrapping its tentacles around it. He ends up putting the thing in reverse and breaking, and then eventually lifting the brake, jumping out as the as it slams into the creature's face. Yeah. It pulls it out, and yeah, there's blood and chunks flying everywhere. I'm just like, oh, okay. Yes. But, it, it, but the creature still just sits there burning in the in the building. Well, that's <laughs> it. It kind of falls down and crashes, and it, it's dying. And we'd already lost Brian. Brian thought it would be a good idea to try to talk to the creature. Right. He just got flicked it off screen. He just got flicked off screen. Um, and, you know... Uh, Ken, Chris, and Marnie all jump into Ken's van, and he's like, "Yeah, we're gonna get out of here. Let's go for pancakes." Because throughout the movie, he's been wanting to get with Marnie and have a, have pancakes, and, and they're all like, "Yeah." I, I thought you were gonna go rescue your kids. Yeah, but no, pancakes is first on the agenda. And they they end up driving off, and we see that the fact that the creature hasn't died, it's still no. There's another one. Oh, is that a second yeah, one? That's just because there's you know it's breaking out everywhere. I th I thought that I thought it was the same creature. No, it's another one. <laughs> it's just the to go movie, to show that there's more. <laughs> the movie did not establish that very well, well that there were more creatures. It did because they said at one point on the radio that the um the the town of Columbus. Carpenter, Lynch, and Wright have all been evacuated. Uh, and those, of course, are the names of Chris Columbus, John Carpenter, David Lynch, and Edgar Wright, all directors of films that inspired this one. Right. So, it's like, so it's broken out everywhere. It's like a you know proper alien takeover. Yeah. 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 It's traditional horror ending, isn't it? Where the egg's left at the end. And you're like, oh, there's more. Where's this one? Giant alien creature hybrids. I don't know. Once the movie ended, I was like, eh. Yeah. Like, am I missing something? Or, like, was something not there? Well, yeah, it, it, it's under, underwhelming, isn't it? It, it is. It, it's, does, it's not a full, satisfying ending, because the creature just literally grew up, did nothing, got thing in the eye and fell over, and then there's another one in the background, and it's like... Yeah, okay, like on a like like in an 80s movie, that kind of works, but in, like, 2021, it's just like... Uh, you just kind of ran out of money and ideas, really, didn't you? And just couldn't really do it. And yeah. just went, there you go. I suppose you've just hit the nail right on the head. That if I, if the movie had a bit more of an 80s style around it, everything that we're kind of nitpicking would kind of be okay. Because yeah. that's the style but that was it. The whole film was a nostalgia trip for me. Two 80s horror movies. Yeah. E except the CGI just made me go, oh, oh no. But, but I, I feel as, as well that they... they they, they didn't go with that too much. They were just like, oh, no, no, we're going to set it present day. It's, it's 2021. We're going to try and do as much as we can. And like, unfortunately, like we said, COVID hit. And so they're like, oh, we've got to change everything. You know, like maybe they, sh they should have had it like, like j even an audio cue at the beginning, like a videotape going into a play and then the skin, you know, the white <laughs> flicker coming up to say, right, now you're watching an 80s inspired movie. You know, because by the end of it, I was just like... I didn't care, I, you know, I felt bad, but I didn't care that Jonathan died. I didn't really care about Archie Michael J. White dying. I certainly didn't care for Ruth or Anita or fucking Brian getting killed. And now these three, who I knew right from the start were obviously going to fucking survive this, are driving off for pancakes. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Well, Ian, do you have any favourite or memorable scenes from the film? I have a few. Like, I... Like, you cannot go wrong with Bruce Campbell. Like, 
even him sitting down eating turkey slices, drinking cheap champagne and just monologuing is, is great to listen to because he fully makes you believe in his character. I just feel like it was it was really wasted. Like it would have been fun for him just to pick up a chainsaw in the store, but he can't because it's a toy store. Uh, maybe a toy chainsaw. He'd have picked it up and gone, ah, nah, this is this is not for me, and threw it away. That would have been great. Um, I I did like the effect at the end of the giant creature. It made me think of Blair from the thing. Oh, you absolutely, know, yeah, the twin face, face yeah. the, the 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 alien face. But once again, like I got confused once it got stabbed. I was like, oh, is that a is, is that it's still alive? And Gary's like, no, it's the second one. I'm like, is there? Because then I would have liked in the background maybe seeing six or seven you know, standing and them going, oh, we're going for Bangates. I'm like, no, you're not. Look, there's fucking these things everywhere. Um, I did like the bathroom fight a little bit, like Devin Sawyer fighting Lou and Bruce Campbell standing there like a complete coward and then getting the broken glass and, and stabbing him in the side of the neck. One of the parts I really, really, really didn't like, um, and I think the movie did kind of, said because of COVID and all that they tried to fill it with filler but it was the part where Chris, Ken and Mar uh, Marnie all kind of argue amongst themselves like everyone's giving Ken shit because he's a bit of a waste of space and alcoholic and doesn't really take care of his kids but you know they're also giving Marnie shit because she's given the wrong impressions to Ken that they're in a fling but they're not really because he's twice her age you know and everybody's giving Chris shit because Chris is wasting his time at this store where he could be going off and doing something more and it it didn't do anything because as soon as the scene ended the three of them walked off to look for an escape Gary? Yeah, um, it's it's really quite a forgettable film, unfortunately. Mm. Um, there's a couple of good moments. I really liked the uh, the staff intro, like the preparation, like you know, just like washing their hands, yeah. getting ready, just looking at the front doors as the gathering crowds start to appear as monstrous silhouettes banging against the glass. I'm just like, yeah, that captures that really that build up really well. Really enjoyed that. I really like the moment when the doors do open and yeah. they've got the Christmas is cancelled song playing. <laughs> and of course, everybody just fighting over, you know, stuff. items off the shelves off for stuff. Yeah. yeah. Again, the film, again, living up to the title of the, of the film does that pretty, pretty well. Again, like the probably the funniest line that Bruce has in the film is when the power goes out. I don't think this night can get any worse. <laughs> okay. Does anybody else just think that's funny? Yeah, and I, I had to laugh because yeah. I'm like, Bruce Campbell laughing always gets me to laugh. It, exactly, yeah. So, one highlight there. Yeah. Uh, attention shoppers, Black Friday is over. Again, it was Bruce Campbell's last lines in the film as he yeah. jumps in. It's just like. Oh. So, attention shoppers, Black Friday is over! I really liked the giant creature effect mm, mm. Uh, when it comes out, but it it just doesn't do anything. It no. flicks Matey over, then it just sits there and wobbles, you know, and it doesn't do anything. I was like, if these things are going to uh, take over the world, I was like, no, they're not. Like, the military will eventually turn up and just gun <laughs> these things down. Like uh, That's yeah. it. Like I said, he'd set all those gas canisters off in the move in, in the store. And so by the end of the movie, I'm expecting the whole store to, to just explode, go up yeah. and explode. But it's like a couple of tiny it's little some explosions. some bad effects. Some, you know, yeah. 
And even <laughs> Brian's death, like we hated Brian all the way out through the movie. So when he died, we're supposed to go woohoo, but we don't. He gets flicked, and we're like, eh. Ian, you recommend Black Friday? <sighs> it hurts me to say this, but no, I I don't recommend Black Friday. I really wish I could, but I. I don't think, personally, I don't think there's enough in the movie to keep your interest going past maybe the halfway mark. And it's only about an hour and 24 minutes long. So it's not even really that long, but it does feel especially long in certain sequences. And I think those sequences are mainly the characters building up story, plot line for their characters, which really don't go anywhere and really don't have any major effect on the story. You know, we're here because... From what we gathered from the advertising, there was going to be hordes of zombie-like, alien, weird, hybrid things attacking these people in the store, and they were going to defend the store, where, in fact, they spend most of the time trying to stay in the store. When you're trying screaming at the TV, they should get out of the fucking store because of the giant purple thing in the middle of the store that nobody seems to notice or be bothered by or just... It, it's a real shame. Um, but in fairness, if you're a Bruce Campbell fan, you've watched a lot of duds. Like, come on, Moontrap, people. It's Moontrap all over again. You know, if you're, if you're going to watch it, watch it because you're a horror fan uh, and you like Devin Sawyer or you like Michael J. White or you like Bruce Campbell, there's not really a lot in there. Um, so go with it, I suppose. Yeah. Now, I'm giving this film a pass. It's watchable. <laughs> and it's over pretty quickly at 80 minutes. And it does entertain with some good creature effects. But let's be honest. It's getting a pass just because Bruce Campbell was in it. Yeah. Even if he is poorly used, it's great to see him in a movie where alien hybrid creatures take over a children's toy store. Robert Kurtzman, who has helped create iconic horror characters, gets to shine here in some cool-looking practical effects. Uh, just not sure of the poultry geist sort of hybrids <laughs> yeah. the lack of extras for a black friday sale reminds me of the covid restrictions and mm -hmm. it lessens the carnage count but it's forgivable however michael jai white and the location along with bruce felt incredibly underused the cast was fine it was great to see devon sour doing more horror movies the film and script does a good job though establishing the horrors of working retail during the holiday, but it lacks any real memorable moments. No major thrills. Everything you've seen before just remixed, and it's just okay. Even with great ingredients. Give it a watch. Put it on in the background. You might get a few laughs out of this one. Don't let the holidays eat you alive. <laughs> <laughs> with that being said Ian and I are going to be taking a break for the rest of the year and we just want to wish you a very very happy Christmas and a kick-ass awesome new year and we'll see you back then first Thursday of the new year for a brand new film review take care everyone The customers are always... <laughs>